Yeah. Oh, sorry. Watch I just thought... start. Don't, don't, don't put in it's any of this It's life. Oh, all of it's gonna. It's not. It's not. Oh, this is a clip. That there was don't, a clip. No. <laughs> I don't know. Speak no English. I come from other country. Oh, he's gone from. It was a limited company. Did. Don't forget about that. No, no. There was a guy in a gig last night at the Empire. He was from Iraq. And I said, "Where are you from?" He was like Baghdad. I said, "Where do you live in Belfast?" He went, "Sandy Row." Of course he I does. Frying pan into the fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God's sake. hell. So it's good. Imagine googling a... places like where to live. Where to live in Belfast. And, and why like, have you come from Baghdad? Do you not want peace, man? Do you not want peace you, and quiet in, in your East, life? East Belfast with that accent. What? Says you. He lives in East Belfast. Yeah, but I do. I'm cross community comedian. Mm. I'm cross community. I'm cross community. You get a grant. I fucking love it over there, man. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I'll never leave. You'll never leave East Belfast. They won't let you out. No, two years I've lived here, and I, I, if you said to me, Andrew, this is it now for the rest of your life, I wouldn't be unhappy. Mm. I'd be like, yeah, totally fine with that. I right don't know out. if that's the barometer that you should be measuring your happiness on by just going, I wouldn't be unhappy. Like if that's the height. I'm totally. F- no, but do you know, like, yeah. What's yeah. your life? I'm not unhappy. <laughs> What's your life? I'm not unhappy, but I'm not happy. Yeah. No, no, like I'm content. I'm fine. We Content were, is happy, though, I've done, the, I've done London, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's good. And I get a buzz out of it, but I'm totally fine with it. Do you get a buzz out of doing England? Love it. Do you? Brave it. I get, nah, I was going to say, I can think of nothing worse. I can think of loads of things worse. No, the difference is, it's the travelling, it's yeah. going over there, it's the organisation of it all. You have a thousand kids and like a, a lot of responsibilities. Andrew's out here flying as kite, having no a kids, ball. living my own. He's 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 doing his own thing. I might have a bagel yeah. after this in my own time. Yeah, well, we had bagels yesterday, so fuck up. Yeah, but like <laughs> we can, that we fuck get, up thing as well as another thing. They also don't me. cancel each the other. It annoys you. The fuck up thing. I it's it's endearing though. It's not. There's no malice behind fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Fuck off, like yeah. everywhere else in the world is fuck off. Okay, I fuck up. witnessed you tell somebody in the library's audience last week to fuck up. Yeah, because I'm trying to integrate as good <laughs> as and I say we now. You say First we. So I'm just gonna go there for a wee coffee. And then mm. I always say, my daddy. My daddy. Northern Irish people always say, like, my wee daddy. No, we go, who's my daddy? <laughs> my wee daddy. It's weird that you say Northern Ireland. I've noticed that a few times from now, you. Is, is that because this, you live in the this East? This is a situation that I've had to deal with. That I've had, So I actually wrote stand-up on yeah. how to, what to say about this place. Like a gay. So I've said, like, oh, yeah, I'm live, where do you live? And I used to, I would always kind of say, I live up in uh, Northern Ireland. And and. The, People would say, like, it's not Northern Ireland, it's the North. I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucked up here. Where do you live? I live in the North. It's not the North, it's Northern Ireland. Mm. So why do you say I live in Belfast now? Yeah. It's a tricky thing because I, you know, have been raised in a way where we've always said the North instead of Northern yeah. Ireland, right? So, but when I do things like the blame game, I always feel like to clarify what I'm talking about, if it's for a specific joke or something that sometimes Northern Ireland makes sense to say, like I did a clip last week where I talked about Northern Ireland booze smuggling at the World Cup, right? But my favourite thing is to put that clip online and watch people fight like fuck in the comments. I I have people like back and forth arguing about whether I'm a Catholic or a Protestant on TikTok. Her name's Dina Dordish, obviously a Catholic. Well, why'd you say Northern Irish? Obviously a Protestant. Maybe it's just the names going down the family. Like, it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just sitting back watching that shit unfold. And it's really entertaining. You'd have been better posting a photo of, of James McLean with a puppy and just going, discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd have been better doing my that. tickets Same to my thing. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I think is? I think it's fantastic that, that he doesn't wear a puppy. in the comments and not on the streets. Oh. Yes, that, and I think that They're is too lazy. Right? That's what it's came to. So people are so too lazy. So you say like about about success of this island and what's happened here. So since the mid nineties, when you had the Good Friday Agreement, you've gone say whatever thirty years now or twenty five years now, whatever that is, right? Yeah. And you've gone from the streets to the to comment the section on TikTok <laughs> as as the big issues. I think yeah. that is serious progress. Yeah. That's so it. fair play to everyone in this for field, fighting on the comments. On, on in, in this field, it's progress, but for everything else, it's a backward step. Where things used to be in well, Northern in Ireland face is, is twenty face. years behind anything. It's yeah, twenty no, years no, no. behind a lot of things. Yeah. You can't even pay contactless <laughs> on a bus from Belfast International into the city centre. No, neither you should. Unbelievable. But you can't pay contactless. We don't want to give them cash because yeah. he loves using his little machine. And the fucking cash machine was broken coins. the day I went to do it. Like this is this? How can you not have contactless on the bus? Unreal. Well, sorry, first world problem. 
I know, do you know what? I meant to look into, because I saw a thing this morning about like how a cashless society is like really detrimental to us all. Like we're moving into a cashless society. We need to... But that I need—I I would like to look into that more. So this is a very well. I'm pro—I'm pro, I'm protesting against a cashless society. Is there any way you could support me by PayPal and me some cash? <laughs> <laughs> Great funding. Fucking don't mind it. But everything's cashless. It's gonna be, it's yeah, so it really is. You're going to go to a gig? Uh, no, I don't know if it should be or not. I need to read somebody else's opinion cash and decide whether I agree leave. with them or not. No, as long as old women live. There will always be cash. A wee pound on your way at the door. But oh yeah, there's money hidden. See if you use cash though. That's par to the man. See if you use contactless, you're paying into the rich people's pockets. That's, because you think that's of who part owns of the, man, the banks. You mean part of the people. Part of the people. Yeah. Yeah, but you but 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 you can say like, oh, I don't want to give the banks any money. That's like, but the, but but when you buy a car, that car company is linked to a bank. Everything is linked to banks. That's why the richest people in the world are all run all the banks. Exactly, because that's, every single thing you do is going to be linked to a bank. Yeah. You haven't seen Under Our Mattress? <laughs> no, but everything, oh, everything in this room is linked to a bank. You you bought this chair because you paid with money from your bank account. Yeah. And that transaction incurred a fee or a charge, or the bank then would be able to make money off that transaction through yeah. some way. Does Although we're about to get heat and delivered and we're about to pay for it in stone cold cash. Yeah. Literally stone cold because we've no heat. Yeah, because the heating ran out last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you are you oil? Yeah. Yeah. So you come and oil and gas puts the tube in. Does it? So why don't you turn the gas on? It gas is just for the cooker. Right, I'm gas only. But you know what oh, I yeah. did? Your house is gas heating. Can you run out of gas? No. Well, listen to what I did. Cool. <laughs> listen to what I did, Sean. Cute little whore here, like cute little southern Mexican. Right. I'm with Firmus, and Firmus put their gas prices up by, say, fucking 45, 45 60% on the 1st of October. Or, no, the 3rd of October this year. But I, I'm on the card, mm. and you're only allowed to put £49 on the card. So I went down to Centra, put £49 on it on the 2nd, put it into the machine, went back down to Centra, another £49. I did £300 worth of gas you went to Centra 18 times no I'm only joking. six times seven times yeah. whatever it was I'm pretending I can't count <laughs> sorry I don't get jokes that's one thing about me is I don't actually get jokes doing it and um, but the thing is is that uh, so I'm eventually building up a rapport with the cashier I'm like alright mate do that so I put £300 on the cheaper rate so then when the rate went down up in the third on the yeah. third, I'd already bought the gas mm-hmm. and now I'm hoping to get that £400 voucher uh... that's coming in January so that'll get me right up. Covered. And I looked at my gas expenditure. But I'm out, I'm away to Dubai tomorrow for two weeks. So Are I'm, you? Yeah, I'm doing a tour in Dubai. So I have no gas on for two weeks. So. That is Excellent. tactical thinking. Mm. Always do your always do your, your away tours during the winter. So you don't have to pay your gas. Do you ever have somebody knocking your door asking about electricity? And they're like, who's your provider? Do you know, you come to us, you get I this, you get switches. that. The Just switch. that switch they provide it. The switch <laughs> yeah. provides it. He's Ours the worst. Is fucking torture. We get one person a week knocking our door, going, Who's your provider? Do you want to move this? Do you want to move this? All the time. It changed so much. It got to a point where I was like, Here, come back on Friday at one o'clock, fight whoever's here. And whoever wins, knock the door and just let me know. And that, that's who our Well, what happened the last time is that our electricity ran out. It's a top up. And I was all here when we need top up electricity. And neither of us knew who we were with. We didn't know who our energy provider was anymore. See, and tell them the rest. I and it was I had to. You were on the phone for how long? About three hours. About three hours on hold. Like no joke, I, about three hours. Not to see whoever, whatever it yeah. was. And then whenever I got through, they were like, no, "You're not with us." And then I had to ring somebody else. Then after that, there and actually, what happened is that we were still with our old provider. It was a real arse about face thing, and I was absolutely raging because it was very busy that day, and I I had to be the person on the phone the whole day. Because he couldn't remember. He swapped it over and couldn't remember who we swapped to. Because we swapped so much. This isn't marriage guidance. No, this is marriage avoidance. (laughs) Avoid this. Can I I just say, you two have two things that would drive me insane there now. Lack of on top of your admin. I know. Lack of on top of admin. I can tell you the rate I'm paying for my electric at the moment. The unit. Really? WH, the kilowatt hour. I I can tell you everything. I am on top of our admin. Sean changed the thing. Sean's not on top of our admin. He doesn't so much as make a dentist appointment. I do all the shit. I have a folder. I have all my bits in it. Now, I don't know the rate and stuff because that, to me, is anal. But it's my money. So why would Mm. I want to give it away? If I can spend 20 minutes saving myself 50 quid a year... A year? I don't care. Fuck that, 50 quid a year. 50 quid a week, I would do 20 minutes. No, but like that's only a 50 quid a year on one thing. 
you know, I moved my car, I moved my car reco- roadside recovery every year. So I went RAC now. So I got it for seven pounds uh, for eighteen months, and then when that goes, I go back to the A and I get the new introductory offer at the A, and then when that expires, I go over to RAC and I get the next Do introductory you know offer with RAC. We got told. So we have had a lot of car trouble over the years. Like I mean, a lot more than your average person. It's become a wee bit like we're cursed, right? Cars break down. Shit happens all the time. I had five, um, what do you call them? Flat tires in the space of like six months, hmm. all on the motorway. Oh, I used to pull in on the motorway and change it on the motorway. Usually, I pull out at about thirty seconds. There's some man in a van there to help, so it's great. But, um. One time, Sean rang the AA to be like, I've broken down again. And they went, sorry, you've used all your uses. No, three call-outs, you? Three. no you, we had about five or six. We had about they, six, I think. They were like, you're done. We had to, he yeah. had to join the RAC on his phone because he was like, they were like, you're not allowed to call. Don't. He, he was like, they were like, stop calling us. We will not come help you anymore. We're done. I'm, like a breakup. I'm a medical marvel. People are going to study me after I die going, he had so many Such opportunities to kill himself. <laughs> Why did he not do it? And like, I, I'm hey, gonna be studied. Sean has the worst luck. And no joke, since I married him, he's given it to me. He's done yeah. bad shit in a previous life. Because he, he he has the worst luck. Yeah. I, I don't know. I might be, You've got it now just I for being here? Just oh. for being here. Oh. Like, is this a, some sort of seance I'm getting involved The only in way now. we can make our lives like, easier is by giving you a bit of our shit. Let's get yeah. a bit. Let's get the Southerner in. The Southerner in yeah. and let's fucking mix it up. Dubai him. tomorrow? I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 9-11. Please, what do you say? <laughs> Have you been to Dubai before? Four times. Do you oh, love it? fuck Hate off. It. Four times. Going? For the heat. Oh. And the World And the golf? And the World Cup. You're bound to play golf. No, I'm going to the World Cup. Are you actually? <laughs> Going over there to meet with the head of the Qatari government, sort out all the issues. Yeah. But like, do you know who we need? Just going to sit down and go, I'm here for the issues. <laughs> so, you're not going to Qatari? Yeah, I'm going to go on Monday. Are you? Week, yeah. So, come here, whenever you go to Dubai, how many shows are you doing? Do nine. No, six. No, one. Two, three, uh, six, potentially eight. I'm going to Saudi Arabia as well for a day. Quite cool. fun. Interesting. Yeah, like I've done the trip before. You're only performing to Irish people. Right, Irish expats. Yeah, I I call them. There's so immigrants. many. They're immigrants. There's so They're many Irish immigrants that live in. I hate the word expat. Right, because it implies that you're better than the superior than the, the local race. You know. Is it? It kind of does. Yeah, I like like I think immigrant is the better thing. But I um go maybe every eighteen months, and the first time I went, I went to Doha, and I couldn't. You know, I was just so excited. Like I didn't even own a laptop when I went to Doha. Like I didn't. Right. I didn't know anything about the history of the country or what was going on went had a great time went to Dubai I had family living out in Dubai so it was great do the gigs gigs are fine and then they just invited me back every year and you go for like a week and I thought what a lovely little trip to get and I use it as my holiday so I booked it in after I finished my, my little tour there so this is my holiday ah. so I do I go to for 10 11 days <coughs> and I do and I have 4 nights off brilliant and I've got That's friends out there cousins and the hotels are just I'm staying on the Moven Pick and Jamira Beach, which is overlooking the sea. I've stayed there before and it is phenomenal. Would you not stay a bit longer? Is four days enough for you, time off? But it, well, you've got the day off to yourself anyway. It's just mm. gigging in the evening. I mean, mm. I'm 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 going on a half nine every night and finish at ten, so I have to turn <coughs> up the venue at twenty five past nine. But the gig is in the hotel. So you just go downstairs. I mean and okay. you get all your food paid. But how do you feel about being because Sean's done pre shops, like how do you feel about being surrounded by the guests here, the people that you're performing to? Do you, like if you meet them after your gig? No, no, these people live in Dubai. Oh, so they're not at the hotel? Oh, no, they're coming to the hotel for the gig. So but they're, they're not like, staying in the hotel? No, no, not staying in the hotel. Oh, that's good. I, did, I would a, feel really awkward. I did a cruise ship once. Hmm. Um, you've, have you done a cruise He's ship? Done a, yeah. Oh, my God. Worst? So it wasn't... It, I did a cruise ship. Me, Chris Ramsey, Joel Domit were asked to go into this cruise ship for the launch of a Caribbean cruise ship, a Caribbean something on the seas. Right. Anyway, it was, a new, it was in Southampton in England and it's only three days and basically the people who were going to be on the cruise ship were the travel agents hmm. who were then going to have to sell the cruise ship to the customers right. but there will be some general public and I said, I'm not going on a cruise ship man, I'm not I'm not doing a cruise ship. How much? Yeah, yeah, I'll go on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so when, I'm on, when do I fly? So we went on this cruise ship and it was me and Ed Gamble. Joel Dommel had just left. He'd done two nights and he was like, good luck. And I went, ah, it's, it's people, man. People are people. Mm. People are people. Are they? Well, so we yeah. were booked to do 15 minutes each a night. 
I walked on. I did. How many minutes 11, did you get to? 11. <laughs> 11. I think Ed Gamble did about eight. And then there was a break. And then there was a second show. And we're backstage going, okay, what, what is this like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I said, look, I'll compare it. I'll just compare the room. I'll do no material, just compare it. Hey, mate, where are you from? No, just, I'll just pretend I'm a compare. They didn't bring in a compare from the boat, like a local compare. Nice guy. He comes out, it was all just like impressions and stuff, which is fine. We, I go out. I, when I say trauma, like, I have never seen and heard silence. Yeah. Like it. So we both died that night, but the following day we're on the ship. So we go to the buffet section that we're supposed to, the, the buffet restaurant that we're That's told. where I'm crawling inside me to die yeah. here, because yeah. then you see the guests who the night they before. Came up to us. They came up to us. Tough luck last night, lads. Oh, mm. the worst. And then we I had know. to do another gig that night. He's had the same experience, haven't he? I did 45 minutes on my own. They're different people, mate. It's the only comedian on the ship. And it was mostly like over 80s from Southampton. How did you get on? Hated it. And did you die every night? I thought I did okay. I thought I thought I did quite well. It was one of them gigs where you almost get nothing from it. You know, you don't get paid. Check. Love yeah. it. You get paid, but you do, you don't love it. You don't enjoy the experience. You just it's one of those nights where it feels like it's actual work. But then the next ne- day, I was called into the office by the manager, and he was like, "Could you do jokes that they all know?" And I was like, "But you, like you, Peter you've Kay seen my like videos. You've seen my videos. You you booked me for what I do. You've you've seen what I do." And you booked me thinking that I would be the right fit. But I was supposed to do two 45-minute shows of clean material over the course of a week. And I had to stay on that ship for the whole week. I'm emotional for you. My second gig got cancelled. You got cancelled? My second gig got cancelled. He flew... Where'd you fly home from? Fucking... Somewhere in... Somewhere in... basically fucked you off the ship, like. No, he left no, himself. I, asked, I says, could I get off? As all, where's the next place I can get off and I'll fly home myself? Because they were like, we'll just, you just stay on the ship then as a guest till the end. And he was like, just the next port, I'm getting off and yeah. fly me home. Then did they pay you full fee? Yeah, you got paid your full yeah, fee. Yeah, I think I did, yeah. But he had been booked for about nine I cruises. Was, yeah. Before that even, before I'd set foot on a like single ship, weeks. I was booked six months, like solid for fucking 10 days at a time. I was booked to go away over Christmas day. Yes. And I was telling my kids and stuff, I was like, here, I have to do it. I have, I have to work. And then there was one of them, we got, it was the Christmas one. I was allowed half to come price or something for you. Kids, and yeah. You got to get on half price. And I got home and I just cancelled every single one of them. I was like, fuck this. She turned down that money. For yeah. Piece. Fair play to you. That's a lot of respect. Yeah. I'd, if I, if I was like, Right, I've got nine cruises and this money would help me massively. Yeah, buy a house or whatever, or, you like, know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not, but whatever. I... I would figure out a way to probably do it. No, but now, I've because I did three nights on one, just as a as a one off. It was a complete one off, mate. There is no way a cruise ship is booking me ever again. After no. some stuff I said. My like, opening gag was, "It's really nice to be here." Oh look, an Irish guy working for no money on a lower deck. It's like the Titanic all over again. But don't worry, um, I'm pretty sure the captain of this ship isn't drunk. Uh, it would be mad now, wouldn't it, if this sank? So I just started going, and they were like, this not. And there was a woman in a motorability scooter, just was like, just drove off. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it's worse stage. than a haggle, isn't it? Like, Good luck getting into a lifeboat there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, just not the right fit. Yeah. But you know what? I think if you're going on, I think if you're a comedian who's doing cruise ships, you sort of have to accept that you're going to, it's like, do you know the old school comedians who oh, do yeah. yarns and they almost like share material? Like the Magic Circle would all the share magic 60 jokes. 60 or 70 year old. Who, who tells the stories and the jokes that people already know yeah. and unashamedly that's their thing. And who the audience can relate to as well. Mm. My mother-in-law. Mm. Kind of stuff. Aye. Yeah. Oh, I thought like you were... No, think... like, it's like my mother-in-law jokes and like, yeah. you know, yeah, an Englishman, yeah. Irishman, Scotsman walk into a pub. That kind of stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. If you're going under going, so gluten, guys, gluten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like, Have you ever been to Pret a Manger? Yeah. <laughs> you know when you're, uh, you know when you're just despondent looking into the vacant stare of humanity. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do that. Um, and I think as well, like if you're, there's always this this idea or this misconception that like lots of these things about being an entertainer 
are so cool and glamorous and perks like going away. Oh, it's hard. And then you think, actually, it's it's really not. Like, it would take a lot for me to leave the country for a job now. Like, whereas years and years ago, I'd have been like, if it would been like, if someone had said to me, oh, you'll go and do a movie or a gig or somewhere or whatever, um, ship pay, basically no pay or whatever it is, but it's like the experience of getting to go away and traveling to work, I'd have bit your hand off for it. Whereas now, I'd be like, you actually need to pay me much, much more. Yeah. Because yeah. I... I know that it's a shit show. Yeah. It's never as exciting as you think. No. I know. Uh, do, do you enjoy the travel side of what we do? No. But I tolerate it. It's short, like, mm. you know, an hour to London, and then a train in. It's very, very doable. Like, if I get a one o'clock flight to London, you board at half twelve. Go from, I always go from city now. I pay the extra. Yeah. Saving it on his RAC. So, you know. Supporting George Best. Yeah, and then I walk over, you see, I walk to City Airport, you see, so it's easy. So I get into the airport about 10 past 1, 10 past 12, boom, land in London at 2. You're, I am where I need to be within an hour, so, you know. Perfect. 12 o'clock, so three hours traveling, go over two, three days, three hours back, job done. But you said to me the other night, you're done doing that for a while. Next year, I was going over, this year I went over three times a month. So I was doing six, six, maybe six to eight flights. So what I would do, this is what I was doing. This is how crazy it was. I would go over on a Thursday, do a show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, fly home Sunday, mm. fly back over Tuesday morning for a one-off something, mm. come home Wednesday, go back over Friday. It's a lot of travel. Yeah. And it, I got sick, like. Yeah. And then I was podcasting, doing, trying to do gigs here, run a house, live, see family, see friends. Yeah, it's too much. So next year I go over once a month and it's all manageable and I go over and I've cut my costs down. So I'm only going over to the gigs now where they give me the hotels. Mm. So I focus on my podcast, Cork in the North. Mm-hmm. And we do our first live podcast in December and Class. sold out. And you our second I? one we're doing in the Black Box in May, 200 seats. And we've already, we've a big waiting list for December. So we're going to grow in, in, in May as well, you know. Brilliant. So I'm going to stay here and spend 2023 focusing on that. Who, yeah. who's, so you're doing December in the Sunflower? Yeah. And is, is Aaron on with you? It's me and Aaron, me and Aaron are <coughs> co-hosts. And then it's uh, William Thompson's popping in. Um, and then we're doing stand-up in the first section for 25 Class. minutes. And then there's a break. And then we do a podcast for an hour and 10. And then an hour. And then at the end of it's Q&A. But they're all podcast fans. like Yeah, yeah. And it's we good. probably could have sold about 120 tickets with the amount on the waiting list. Because you can see the waiting list thing. And people have messaged directly like, anyway, can get in on the night. That's where you pick another one and direct them to that. Can you not do two in the one night? No, because I come back from Dubai at two o'clock in the afternoon and it starts at six. Good luck. I fucked that up, didn't I? Well, I did a gig a few weeks ago in Queen's Comedy Club with Mickey Bartlett and he had just literally arrived from Australia, from a month in Australia, and he was ball-bagged. Well... Ball bagged. Mickey, every time I see Mickey, he looks ball bagged. Anyway, and he's like, Mickey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking shattered. Up. All right, Mickey. He won't be watching this. No. He will. Big Lorgan supports Lorgan. You know, so yeah, like I do that, and then I have three weeks off for Christmas. Class. So and do you do you think like do you enjoy doing live podcast? Like, is this your first one? First ever one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're so having it. yeah because I I know from talking to people who've done their podcasts live that sometimes it feels so rare because you feel because you're so used to prep, I know you're doing stand up in the first half but you're so used to preparing and doing so much work into like your your performance like if you're doing stand up or whatever it is that you're doing and there's a lot of prep goes into it so you feel like you give them a polished thing that you've worked really hard yeah. on whereas obviously podcasting is like conversational and really just chat and you almost feel as if fuck are they getting enough because it feels like but then that is what they're there for it's yeah, because you're so this, used to so much prep for stand up I said this to Aaron I said Aaron we need to you know do something wacky on the night and he went no you just do what they what you do every Thursday yeah do what they want to come and so I said to. one of the topics he went no just, just go as we go he said you'll come back from Dubai so you'll have stories you'll have things that have gone wrong you've said something wrong you've gone and you're in because the way the podcast has developed is that I'm the angry one all the time. Yeah. No. Aaron's my Aaron's my <laughs> Aaron's my father. So right. like, so Aaron will say to me, I'll say to Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my trip to the MRI scan machine. He went, okay, cool. So I tell how I swore at a nurse, right, by accident, and uh, I get re- and then Aaron like tries to balance it and then then attacks me for being me. He's like, this is so fucking you, you know, like, and mm-hmm. so we found this little rhythm that we have. Yeah. And um, he does three of the seven a month. So I do some of the Patreon now, 
which is me and just other and like so I I've guess. had politicians I've had still can't get Michelle on ale can't get Michelle on ale uh, we've got a girl coming on who does OnlyFans uh, next week so right. something to mix up we have um, we have have you seen the ladies from the Northern Ireland Mortgage Centre on TikTok the two girls from the mortgage mortgage department yeah have you yeah Brittany and uh, Brittany and Whitney I think it is or, but they they work in Nori and they do mortgages on TikTok they're professional but they do quite quickly they're coming on Right, so I'm trying right. to get people. I've got people from the Alliance Party have agreed to come on. Um, my my ambition is Michelle O'Neill and also Joe Brawley. Who's Joe Brawley? Is he English? Did you know Joe he Brawley? Local? He's from Derry. Right, right. The GA guy. No. No. Joe Bra you know Joe Brawley when well, he works a lot in RTE, like. Is it when you say GAA, is he a player? No, he was a player, but he's now like a, he's a barrister in Belfast. He's married to Larita Blewett, who's on the Tommy and Hector podcast. Right, oh, okay. yes, yes. But no. Joe Brawley is a barrister and also like a GEA pundit, commentator, j- journalist, kind of sports journalist. But he's a political, not a political, he's just like a public figure, you know. He's a great guy, really like him. But Michelle O'Neill went to Paddy McDonald's gig at the... Uh, Seen that? You were there, yeah, show yeah. was on. I was on. You, were you on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cause, oh, Me, Darren Matthews and Paddy. Wow, how was yeah. that? It was brilliant. Oh, where was she sat? Yeah. Didn't see her. Didn't but see her. Probably not you, working, is she? I saw people I put photographs up of her in the lobby, like before she went in. Do you know what I mean? Like she. You so see, this, if I'd have seen that she footage. was there now, I would have asked Paddy, Paddy, can I go on for two minutes? Really? And I'd say, can I go up to her? Because what? Can I do my Sinn Fein gags? And then I'm going to go, is Michelle in? Hi, Michelle. <laughs> I've sent you 17 DMs. <laughs> yeah. You've not read them. And then drop the mic and just let right. Paddy deal with Will it. Will you come out? She was born in Cork, you see, Michelle O'Neill. Right, she right. Is. Yeah, so that's why I'm trying to get her. So. But if there's an election next year, I mean, I'll get it. But we've put up some clips that have been quite, that have gone viral from the pod and have caused a few issues. With Sinn Féin or in general? With some of the stuff that's been said, but it's hilarious. But I don't know whether they would want to be associated with that type of content. Like. Well, that's it. And and then also, like... So that's another situation. She probably just doesn't need to go down the comedy route. But, but, but I will say this too... Um, Mary Lou MacDonald down south. Yeah. She went on uh, Darren's podcast, this guy, comedian Darren in in Dublin, and it was on the RT player, and it was, she never spoke about politics, but she spoke about Netflix. Yeah. Drinking wine. That's what you want. That's, I would what love to doing? get them all on and just not mention politics. But it was like whenever um, Barack Obama went on SNL. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm, like he's also a person but also, who has interests. And the, the way I pitch it is I want to get to know the, the person behind the policies, right? Yeah. So, so I sit down and go, if I had Michelle O'Neill on now, I'd be like, right, Michelle, when was the last time you were out You were out drinking with your mates? What was it? Birthday party? Right. What's your hangover cure? <laughs> What's, you, know you know what I mean? That's all I it's want to so know. It's like. so hard for people to get because I have Pamela Valentine on my podcast and, and Pammy loves a good night out and a good drink. And I was all, you like, do you not, because she's such a recognisable face in this country, like everyone knows her. And I was like, do you feel that like you can't just get blocked when you're out? Even though she does, um, and she was, do you know what I mean? And then she was like, "Yeah, like I feel like if I'm, I've had a couple of glasses of wine, I might just sort of need to go." It's right, just camera sort of phones, isn't it? Watch himself now because people come over for photographs and go over and say hi. And if I'm pure blocked and slurring my words, then it's like, oh, pa-. do you know what I mean? There's like a they'll take, but like the Arlene Foster, yeah, up the ass, and just take a video. I never and, saw know. that. What happened with that? I didn't see it. Oh, so she was at the local woman awards, and in City Hall, I think it was like a week or two weeks ago. And Gary went, can we get a selfie? But she was taking a video, and then she was like, here, and then Arlene like smiled, and then she went and started singing, ooh ah, up the rat, said ooh ah, up the rat, and then Arlene went, oh no, 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 and then the video cuts out. Now that girl works as a, a counselor in a, in a primary school. Yeah, that's her has, job done. Yeah, she's not fucking idiot. She's on leave now, which fucking means she's been told to leave. Idiot! What a fucking dope really that girl stupid is. thing to she do. She posted a picture apparently the other day too. Holding a like a gun, like a real gun or something. That was from twenty twenty. That was she posted it on Easter Sunday to commemorate Easter the Easter Rising, rising. Oh, and people are people are going no through her this. historical posts now oh, yeah. to bring shit up because that's what happened. She's a fucking idiot. That girl that did that photograph, absolute fucking idiot. But that's the way the world is going. Video. Everyone's going to end up doing shit like that. Do you ever see now footballers signing autographs uh, or getting selfies? They literally go up right somebody goes can we get a photo and they go like out there and then they walk on and the person looks at their phone straight away there's no interaction there's yeah. no you're my hero you're my idol there's no mm. nice to meet you yeah. there's no thanks a million appreciate it see this fucking can I have your shirt on your back that all kids now have at football stadiums and then they throw them the thing and they're like ah oh, there's no fucking thank yeah, you so much this, aye, 
it's I need this thing for my followers to show or to prove that I'm this fucking big. That's what I think a lot about. Like, if, if for people who are like say comedians who do really well online. I'd say most of their audience arrives and they don't really care what's being said on stage. No, they, they just, just want a selfie afterwards well, or a video of you on stage. Or... May I went to see Chris Kent at the Everyman Palace Theatre in Cork and I sat up in the back row with my brother and while Chris was on doing his show, filming a special, there was a woman sat in front of me watching him on her, on her phone, phone on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube? So she was watching Chris on YouTube on her phone while he was in front of her. And she no, was like this. Outrageous. She was like this. And the subtitles what? worked as well. So she was watching it. And I said to my brother, and I went, is that? My brother looked at me and went, you're not going to believe this. And she was like, that, and he's up on stage talking. I reckon she got to that gig and went, oh, there's no subtitles here. And then just or got him up deaf. on YouTube. Yeah. He's really, he's Cork, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so he's really the Cork, I think. He's like, And then she probably my. went, I can't understand a word he's saying. So she got him out on YouTube just to get something out of the night and watch subtitles. Yeah. Oh, but no. like, I just, I was just like, fuck, you know what? I, like, there is, there is starting elements of, like, the, sh- the solo shows that I've done recently say if I've done 15 solo shows I've had to stop 10 of them for people being on phones and talking on phones doing something else or on phones filming you uh, on phones and like showing their phone to people like oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and I've had to stop the shows so I was just like I, do you mind if, can you not talk and then it continues and go well how many times do I have to? I can't you're an adult like you're a grown ass <laughs> adult do you know what I respect that too because there's a while lo- like you would like it's a, it takes a lot of confidence to go listen I, I, I find that disrespectful of I'm up here giving you a show and this is what you're doing you need to stop that because didn't Paul Curry a few years ago with the Fringe I think there was people in because obviously he always gets brilliant reviews and does really well his show always does really well at the Fringe each year and I think and because he's so alternative there might have been people in one of his shows one night who just weren't getting what he was doing because he has a very specific yeah, cult act, following yeah, almost yeah. and he I think I heard anyway that he stopped his show and asked all the people in the room who weren't enjoying it to get out he was like, if you're not enjoying the show, if it's not your thing, please leave now because there's a there's a group of people here who will fucking buzz off this next 45 minutes. I want you to leave. And people left and it was all happy days. Now see all us who's left. We're going to have a fucking great time. And I thought that's so, so commendable because... Yeah. It's the atmosphere then. Because you he might have went from 50 people to 10 or 100 to 50 yeah. or whatever he did, but he was like, get out if you're not enjoying it. Let's the rest of us have a great time. But that's the Edinburgh Fringe too, isn't it? People just take a punt. They just yeah. go, it's comedy. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. We did our Edinburgh Fringe one show and there was 12 of us in the show and like in our sketch group and we did our show to two Chinese people right. and that was it. And not a word of English between them. And it was brilliant. They it was, sat there looking at you. They just sat there. They were. It was like they were both in suits on the run from somebody so they thought, we'll just go in here. Nobody will find us. And they just sat in the front row, both Chinese, couldn't speak a word of English, smiles on their faces, being very polite. And we decided that night to swap characters on stage. We were like, fuck it, let's have fun. We know this show inside out. So I went on as somebody else's part and somebody else went on my part. We were doing, we were doing impressions of each other. So what we did that night was a show for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I messed about. It was fucking great. And you never know, but doing messing about like that, you can end up coming up with an extra line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And create more to it. like. And it was just funny watching other people imitate how you've been doing your sketch for a month. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. great. I've stopped shows and asked people to leave. I've, I've paid people to leave. Mm. Give them their money I back. Like, There's a fiver, mate. I'll pay. <laughs> That's how much I want you to leave. I want you to leave. That is called prostitution when you pay yeah. them to leave. Whenever Honestly, it's like, done. I have, the deed's done. Look, I don't mind. Like, I understand. Like, especially with a late show. You have to give the audience leeway in a late show. If They've been, been drinking. drinking right? and, That's yeah. fine. But if you come to a show at eight o'clock and everybody's sitting there looking at the show and you're talking and you're asked to not talk and then you get upset that somebody's asked that somebody has asked you to stop talking, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Sean yeah. was in libraries a few weeks and didn't a fella stand up and ask, could he tell you a joke from the audience? Yeah. Literally, like, the last thing that happened that night, I was headlining, and it was the, the, the final part of my set. I think I was in the middle of my final joke, and he says, can I tell a joke? Like, just screamed out, because I was slagging a girl down the back who I know, who I'm friends with in real life, and I was slagging her and called her, like, the town bike and stuff, no, because she was yeah. rowdy. She's she an ex of his? No. no. <laughs> I hope not. She no. was, uh, um, all this money for our heating has fallen out of it. Looks like I'm just, like... Dealing. Here, here, listen. Show me that money. Show me that money. If you throw that around this room, 
Thanks very much, Tim. Listen, give that to Sean. Give, give, give Sean a lovely little present there now. It's a girl we both know. She was actually at our wedding. But continue. Yeah. And she was like just being rowdy. So I was just sort of slagging her and we were just having a laugh back and forth. And this guy just stood up and he goes, can I tell a joke? And then he just slurred his words and just said the most randomest of shit. And then I was like, right, I'm just going to leave the stage now. And I think I was like, that's me done. I'm They're done. Bizarre. I was like, I just couldn't finish the final joke. I was but, like, you've, you've fucking ruined it. But the thing is, when somebody does that, what I, this is what I do. I've had a, I had a heckle in the London Comedy Store about a year ago and I was doing this thing and there was a guy in from Romania and he was huge. I said, oh man, you're massive. Like, you're a bodybuilder or something like that. And then someone shouted something out like, steroids. And I just went, what'd you say? And then he went quiet. I went, oh no, 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 no say it again. And he shouted, oh, he's probably on steroids. And I went, oh, that's not funny, man. And then, you know, that kind of gets a bit of a laugh, right? Yeah. And then talking to him again, and he pipes up again. I went, you know what? Up you come then. We'll give you five minutes. Mm. Come on. Come up on stage and do do an act and we'll see if you're any good. And freaks out. Yeah, the guy, blood guy, leaves him. The blood leaves him, right? <laughs> and that's what you do. Offer it yeah. out to them. Yeah. Come yeah, on yeah, then. Yeah. Up you come. And watch how small they become then. Yeah, yeah. You would be absolutely gutted if they came up and tore Killed. the place <laughs> apart for five minutes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was actually like a Peter Kay in disguise. Imagine if somebody came up and said, Patent Debbie, what was all that about? <laughs> face masks. Rip the fucking Only beard face off. masks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Social distancing. <laughs> you what, mate? No. Did you go on to get tickets to Peter Kay? No, but you know what? I think he's he's probably the most naturally funny man that he he could sit in a chair and just do that. Yeah, it's and his, be funny. He's like. got that the Bolton accent. I I would love to try and find somebody in Bolton who probably isn't funny. I'd say they're all funny. That accent yeah. is is lends hey, itself oh, to comedy so well. Mom, like I don't go to watch a lot of comedy though. Like, mm. like I can't enjoy it. I can't no, switch no, off. It's worked to me. Critical? No, it's not that I'm critical. It's, it's the other people. The other actor, I could have watched a show audience. I think, and, and people be talking around me and phones and stuff. The and audience? I haven't been to the cinema since 2017. I don't think we Because there's no such thing as a good film anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why. No, because... Name the last people. good film. That I saw. Michael Collins. I fucking... When's that? Warren the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. You don't watch Anthony's Belfast, do you? When the barley. That's why I'm up here now. Finishing off his work. <laughs> 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 Finishing off the man's work. Thing is though is the cinema is crazy it's expensive. Too expensive. Fuck the, that. Yeah. The last time we took Sean's boys, say there's five of us, through three boys went to cinema. Tickets, like snacks, whatever, and I think we spent like over a hundred pound on just the cinema. And yeah. we were just like, this is mad. Five of us to go to the cinema is a hundred odd pound. And like kids these days, not to sound like an old woman, going to the cinema is fuck all. Whenever we shit. were growing up, that was your birthday. You know, it's like taking the kids to summer now. They like to watch just a Saturday. You just yeah. go to Extra Vision and get the videos off the fucking shelf. Yeah, I know. yeah, the old ones, not even the new releases. The yeah. ones that were like, oh no, 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 that's that's two for one on a Friday. But don't yeah, what's that? Oh. <laughs> Seen this one already? <laughs> well, you know, Withering Heights. Come on, let's get it. Yeah, fifty p. You know, Withering Heights is the film. This is soft. What was your favourite movie yeah. growing up? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original, still is my favourite movie of all time. Is it? Yeah. Is it, did you relate to? Charlie, I Gene Wilder was one of my favourite actors. Your granddad just in bed at all the time. Yeah, no. Gene White, it was just it was just the mystery of it and the wonder. Yeah, you know, the kids, and it still is my like my. It still is. I never saw the remake with Johnny Depp though because I didn't want to spoil it. But it's just something unique about the original Willy Wonka. And but here, if you were it. gonna recast Willy Wonka after Gene Wilder, Johnny Depp's your man. That was a great choice. Yeah, but Do you know what I, I mean? don't like, like remakes. Else? I'm not into remakes. I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's living off the nostalgia of the original film, and I'm not into it. Like, I'm convinced Johnny Depp. And what do you call your woman? Amber Heard. Heard. No, 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 no. The actor who plays all the mad parts as well. Is the same person. What do you call her? She play, She's in like um. She's in Harry Potter, and she's in. Emma Watson. No, 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 no. She plays all the cookie parts. She's in Beetlejuice. <gasps> Brenda Gleeson. No, no, Brent, not Brenda Gleeson. I'm fucking right. Is she Irish? No, no, no. She's American. Ah, uh, she, she literally looks exactly the same as Johnny Depp. No oh, idea. I'm going to have to look it up. Sorry. What's, I think I know her. I, I don't think you do. Is the thing. I know her face, though. I just realised you're wearing like half of my stuff. These are all your clothes. I'm so... Do you mind if I just had to Google there now? Quirky actresses. <laughs> That's how I find an actor once I search for something weird like that. And it was there were like six along, and I was like, "How fucking weird!" 
Uh, I'll, I'll find Are this. Yeah, Christmas man, Andrew. I fucking hate every second of it. No way. What? You're surrounded one, by it right now. There will not be one decoration in my house. I literally put you closest to the tree. That's the closest Christmas tree I'll get to this Christmas. You're sitting on a Christmas blanket. You're That's drinking out of a Christmas cup. Helen a bomb carter. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's, in, she's in the crown as well. How how is she not Johnny Depp? She's fit as well. It's Johnny Depp's with twin. a wig. Yeah. Like if I I reckon if they haven't decided if a part is female or male yet, it's between them two. And then they're like, well, if we just, whatever we decide, just go with one of them two. Who's they're, cheaper? They're, yeah, her. <laughs> I, I... She's English? Oh, yeah. She's English, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Well, I'm English-American, same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Both tyrants. Yeah. <laughs> that invade other countries. Invaders, yeah. What are you joking? Chill First out. tyrant. This is a joke. That's that on. If you do holding, <laughs> we're not even recording. On, I swear to God, because I've got physio after this. Um, I hate Christmas. I despise everything about it. I think it preys on the vulnerable and also puts pressure on people financially. It's but it's, but it's lovely for the kids. Can I eat one of them Santa's and saying that? Yeah, of course. It's, yeah. it's lovely do you for want the kids, an elf so. for a Santa? No, what? I don't like Christmas. <laughs> do you not buy people presents at Christmas? So what I do with the nieces and nephews, I had a meeting with my nieces and nephews recently to tell them that they're due to the cost of living. I was reducing their. Christmas present from 50 euro to 30 euro. Is the money you're saving on your pop up heating not going to get you the presents? No, no, but I But he wants I, to I, save that, otherwise, what's the point? No, but I, but I told him I was cutting back their money. I was only doing it for a laugh. And they were all like, no, 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 the cost of living doesn't affect me. You've got no <laughs> expenses, Andrew. You live alone. You're going to die alone. So, anyway, I, I will give them. I, buy, I bought them their presents. I've got them their presents already. And. I have no idea if you're six and seven-year-old my... nieces sitting down with a notepad going, let's go through what your, your outgoings are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, honest to God, my, my niece is like, so have you met your tax deadline? I'm like, who the fuck, who the fuck are you asking about tax? <laughs> but anyway, my, my basically, my I go to my sister's on Christmas Day for dinner, so I'll bring her a present because she's cooking for me. But I won't buy my brother's anything like I won't even see. How come you're going somewhere on Christmas Day for dinner? Is it just out of force more than anything? Or? Well, I don't want to be on Christmas Day on my own. So I have to drive to Cork for me dinner. Like, Are you driving on Christmas Day? Christmas or morning, yeah. Christmas morning. We used to do that every year to Derry. Yeah. We used to... I enjoyed it. <laughs> but I enjoyed I, driving I so have Christmas Eve on my own. Like. But a yeah. Chris Rea playing, driving... No, like, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, but we'd have Christmas music on. You'd probably have a fucking... You'd probably listen to your own podcast, would you? No. <laughs> no, no, I'd be listening... For views? Right? How to step away from <laughs> mental health issues. <laughs> how, to, how to find yourself. And, uh, who did this joke? Zoe Lyons had this joke. My friend went to India to find herself. She wasn't there. Yeah. You know, but <clears> I... Um, I... Uh, it's not that I hate it. It's 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 sad, really, why I don't like it. But I just can't. It it it, it does my nothing, and I also don't like performing at Christmas because of the groups and stag- yeah. the office parties, the staff nights. So I've gone away for some Christmases, and it's been brilliant, like to Tenerife and stuff. Do you know like who you weather? should perform for? Do you know who I think your audience is based on the type of audiences I know that you don't like? Just like free Presbyterians. I think you should <laughs> just go and just gig to people who aren't gonna drink. Who, who are you just going to worship? Not going to make any noise. Who are going to be quiet, well-behaved, dress immaculately, and just sit like 10 inches apart. And I'd open with, good evening, Protestants. Yeah. With my accent. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, like I know I might come across as being quite miserable and down about it, but like it, it is a shit time of year for a lot of people. Look, it's a shit time of year for me, especially with you know family, people passing in my family and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is, I find that very, very tough. So my other brother, he flies away. And he cycles in the mountains for a week. Right. He's on his own in Spain. Then his partner will join him on like the 27th. So for me... Is he married to Santa? No. <laughs> but like I will just literally turn up the kids, have to crack with the kids, forget about it as much as I can. And then on St. Stephen's Day, do you call it Boxing Day or St. Stephen's? Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. So St. Stephen's Day, I literally will wake up and I'll... I wouldn't give him I, it. I won't. I will. But you wouldn't give it. That's part of the marriage. <laughs> Is he, is he British? Oh no, I wouldn't give St. Stephen. But they said you wouldn't give it to him. I thought, no, like, no, is no. he British or something? I don't give a shit if he's British. He does get it. <laughs> so, what my it. point is, is that, like, I, to me, it's just like, okay, just get through it and forget about it the following day. Well, I think it, it's a double edged sword, if that's the correct term. Probably not. But I think there's obviously a lot of shit things about Christmas because it can highlight, you know, loss and grief from the rest. Yeah. But I think if you concentrate on the non commercial positive sides of Christmas that are just about seeing the people that you do have in your life that you love. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Doing yeah, nice exactly. things for then people, you know, just fuck we buzz off it. Being a nice person. No, like I am doing it and I get I've no kids. So you know, Christmas Eve, my sister and her husband and their kids want to have Christmas Eve together and I understand that because it's a real family thing because my sister's cooking for like eight or ten people. 
So Christmas Eve, I'll just chill at home. I'll watch a film. I won't have... I've no decorations. I won't... I don't even have alcohol in my house. Yeah. I don't drink alcohol in my house. What? There's no alcohol allowed in my house. Well, like, you can have... Like, I wouldn't drink alcohol in my house. Like, I've, I've got a bottle of wine now. I haven't opened it. It's been there for years. Why do you have that real for? Do you really want to know? I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so my dad's an alcoholic. Right, okay. So when my dad was drinking when I was a kid, it would be... I would associate alcoholism in a house so when I drink I, I, I get very very uneasy it's like a trigger it's almost a trigger like yeah of course when it's in a home setting yeah but if it was in your home it wouldn't bother me only yeah. in my home so your house is your place of safety right yeah so it's your place you come in kick your shoes off you can just do whatever you want and it's your protective sort of wall my house is like if I had a barbecue tomorrow I'd have beers in it there's no problem yeah 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 but I but but for me for I so right up until I was like twenty nine, I had load of rules. So I would never drink alcohol during daylight. So I'd only have to drink alcohol when it was dark. Oh, uh, the summertime you're waiting till like half ten, eleven. Yeah, but I never really drank. Okay, that's why it was yeah, worth it. Bedtime, really, bedtime, the sun goes down. Like don't get me wrong, like I'd like a pint, but I would very rarely, like I could never go and meet Sean for a pint at two o'clock on a Saturday and then for the rest of the day. Meet, say if Sean said to me, Sean wouldn't be there either. I know, yeah, but like just say for example, Sean said to me, Andrew. Do you want to go for a pint Saturday at lunchtime? I'm going to go for lunch on Saturday and have a couple of pints. I'm like, definitely go for lunch with you, Sean, but I can't have a couple of pints. That's what Sean would say. Because the, after I finish drinks, the next thing that has to happen is sleep. Mm. I cannot go and continue my day with alcohol. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean stag, do you? What did you order in the afternoon when everyone else was painting? Coffee. Sean had a coffee at his own stag, do you? And everyone else was drinking? I started. Your second stag, do you? Wee Andrew, cunt. why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is one with me. <laughs> yeah. But did you I have d- it together? No, no, no it's no, a sorry. stag. No, I, so, I started no, drinking about six o'clock, I'm but everyone else. When he gets married for the third time. <laughs> this next one oh, he's Sorry, just Diana, did you not tell her, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something going on between me and you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but how funny he didn't drink during the day. Everyone That's else okay. did. No, everyone else was fucking. Like, even the airport. I. I Honestly, you've never had a drink in all airport? my kids' lives. I don't think I've ever had a drink in an I've airport. I've only had it once. I, I, twice, maybe. I've had it. I had three a, times. Had it this year for my fortieth. Yeah, but I, I find people who drink in airport. I look at them and go, "Wow, no wonder your kids were taken off you." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but like you see people like you're, do you know people who go on their holidays and it's like just about boozing and that's the whole. And I'm like, I need a holiday after that. Do Especially we when they have a family. I see people who get to the airport and they just go straight to the pub yeah. or the bar in the airport with kids. Yeah, and they're you just know, neck and drinks. Like I, shows being on I think. I, sorry for interrupting. You. Right. I think that's people who are working to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sorry, yeah, not yeah. to work. Their, their, yeah. their, work. They, their life is work. The, they live that's their to work. release. And you know what? The best to look to them and stuff like that. But when I see stuff like that, I say you need a bit more of a work-life balance there, so that yeah. getting shit-faced isn't. You don't need to get shit-faced. It's their escape. Yeah. It's their escape. That's what they're doing. Isn't it in like Scandinavia? They do like thirty-hour work weeks, four-day work weeks, and everyone has a far higher productivity level. Also, read yesterday, the south of Ireland has forty percent higher productivity than go. the north. There you go. We you are lazy bitches you know up why? here. Do you know why? Because we're better. Yeah. yeah, but also... <laughs> Relax yeah. on the comments. I get it. We're saving all our energy for pallet collecting. On the, That's on what's the, happening. Yeah. I just forgot to go, you want to make money? Pallets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pa- sell. I, I said, I'm going to open a pallet stall. I want pallets for free. I built a cabin a few years ago from somebody who gave me like maybe 60 pallets but yeah but you can't get them now it's you have to pay for them it's fuck it's a pound of fucking one piece of wood yeah unbelievable people break them down themselves now and charge a pound for every slat of wood that's insane but i wonder why it's become so lucrative because for an age it's been bonfire the price of wood since the pandemic i think yeah because it's hard maybe harder to source not not as many people out working and cutting down trees and whatever and also everybody's building shit because so they're like people, let's put a price like on the it pandemic, like when I worked in B&Q in the pandemic like I mean everyone was doing up their house yeah the pandemic because they're paying for pint now pandemic it's not a pint you just said you were selling that's a wood for a pint why are you lying <laughs> so <laughs> but I think uh, yeah so alcohol at home is a no go for me although if I, if I had a dinner party but do you really think I'm the kind of guy that's going to have a dinner party no it would be too messy <laughs> would you would you not just throw up a wee tree you're not into having decorations at all no nothing nothing. I wouldn't spend the money why would I, Should I, I would do you want up, one of ours put up a tree to look at it for myself 
No way. I have to take it down then. That's work. Yeah, but you just put it up the way. Do you know what you need? You need. You need reprogrammed. You need reprogrammed through therapy. That's what you Sean, need. Sean, I've completed it, mate. ADMR? Go again. I've completed therapy. ADMR. I was thinking about taking. What's A- that drug? AMDR? ASMR. What's no. You need to think about Christmas. What's that, what's that drug you take? And MDMA. Re- re- rewires your brain. Horse tranquilizer. Ketamine. Ketamine? Ket- Ket- that. Does that rewire your brain? Apparently, yeah. But you have to be watched. No, it doesn't. But do you think you would take it and start singing like all I want for Christmas is you and just you just go ballistic? Oh, listen, and stuff like Listen, I know I'm coming across as a green chair now, right? But listen, don't get me wrong, I don't it's circumstantial. I don't dislike Christmas. I get it. And it's great for people who can really enjoy it and fair play to you and people are seeing families that they haven't seen and people are repairing relationships. But it's also a very difficult time for people who've lost loved one. And this is the first Christmas out of the pandemic, isn't it? Where all Something. restrictions have been done. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. For the whole holidays. Yeah. So it's very difficult for people. But, you know, obviously, you know, I've I've lost people in my immediate mm. family. So for me, and I have no kids, and I'm just a bit like my mother who's passed her favourite time of year was Christmas. So it's really tough for us. Mm. So for That's me, it's like, I deal with it. I buy, I've got neighbours where I live here. I'll buy their kids' presents. I'll buy uh, my nieces and nephews' presents. I'll buy my sister's presents. And I'll see the people that I want to see I'll call around to some of my mum's friends and I'll, how are you? Bring a packet of biscuits. But in terms of, oh, let's get into pyjamas and watch the Christmas movies. No, because I used to do that. And yeah. I don't want to do that. Mm. Until I have, say, touch wood, if, if I ever got married and had my own kids, then I would be like, right, okay, I need to move on. But at this moment, I'm still in grief. Like, in that limbo. Oh, I'm still in a horrible place. Yeah, like, it's yeah. still it's still quite soon and close. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's understandable. but it's not against it. Like, you know, and I try and make jokes about it, make light of it. Put up Christmas, no, fuck that, I can't be arsed. But, like, you know, that's just the way I. That's just the way it is at the moment for me. Like, so it's something you will. Like, do you think you will try and if if you do go on to get married and have kids, do you think that's something that you will kind of just learn to or try and figure? Oh yeah, out but I mean, time is a great embrace. It isn't great. Mm-hmm. Time is a it's great. A um, not a healer, but like, I yes, it is a healer. But like, time is. A, you know, I I can't be stuck in that zone all the time. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, like this is what this is where I am. But instead of fighting it, I need to accept it and let that that process process yeah, yeah, process yeah. through me. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys done therapy? I yeah. have. I okay. did. Oh, you did too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, didn't. I, I, I didn't take to it. I don't know if it was. Do you, do you know what it is? I have no attention span. See, thirty seconds after someone starts talking, I'm just like, what games have I got coming up? I know. He's <laughs> also extremely cynical. So Sean would be like, "That's a shit. That's not going to work. What's the point?" He was mm. so cynical. And I live for today. I don't live for six months yeah. down the line or a year down the line. I live for so right now. even when we started our IVF process, right? So we literally started that within a year of meeting. And only because we knew we were going to be together, we were no way ready to have kids. I was like, I don't want to have kids for like another five years. And Sean was like, well, why are we starting the process now? I went, because it's going to take about six or seven years. And I knew that. And Sean would be like, let's just wait till we're ready to have kids. If that had happened... I we still wouldn't have winter now. We'd be we'd be years off having winter because it took about six seven years the process. Oh. And I told him, you don't understand. These things take so much time. There's waiting lists. You have to save money. There's you know uh, procedures you need to have done and then wait to see if they've worked and then you, all these things that take a long long time. I could see that in the distance. I could see the time that takes. Say I was in my late twenties or whatever mid twenties. I was like, I know I don't want kids to be over thirty, but. If we start this now when I'm 25, I might have a child by the time I'm 32. And he was like, don't be silly, that's crazy. Let's wait till you're 32. I'd be 40 then before I'd be able to... And that's difficult for a woman, you know, biologically. Especially to bring up a child and, and as a single mom, like. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean can't see that. He's just like here yeah. today. Gone, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 40 years old and pregnant. Shut <laughs> the I know. fuck, fuck. up. Diona. Do you think it's hard in your 30s? Shut, <laughs> shut up, Diona. You don't listen to me. I see after having a child, after going through what you go through to be pregnant and have a baby I, and give birth. Sex is enjoyable. Relax. No, 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 no. I swear to God. <laughs> it's a formality. I have lost all respect for men because you have fuck oh, all to do. I no, I swear to God. Choice. It does happen. And I never thought maybe, it would happen to me. Maybe put this on Instagram live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are useless fuckers. Oh, here we go. Here we useless. go. <laughs> I said to him last night, the chemical changes a woman's body goes through over the course of about yeah. two years, being pregnant, giving birth, Diona, and postpartum. Diona, you guys break up. Who gets the house here? Well, 
It's no. my home territory. No, she'll get the house. Me? She can fuck I paid more. <laughs> she can, she's married. No. She's married. She's kids. She'll get the house. You're no. fucked, He's man. got in, more kids than me. He probably week. will get it. He probably. Do you know what? I'd be away on. <laughs> I would be, why would I stay in Craig Avon? I'd be here. I'd be the house. I'll Fiona, you can move him and me, but there's no Christmas and there's no drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two only things there's I There's two of us just sitting there. Now it's time for Bible reading. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be over around me. I bet you you have a Hoover for your Hoover. Like a wee tiny handheld that Hoover's up your Hoover like Monica. I do. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew you would. Yeah. But what do you have for that Hoover? I have a big Henry. Which the wire is actually loose at the moment, so it's cutting in and cutting off. And I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to buy the uh, Zen, what the, you know, the, the big Dyson. One, the Dyson one, but it's going to be a tall one. Do you know, just for a wee treat, after this podcast, I'm going to let you whiz around my living room with the Dyson. I've got Dyson. Whiz, very whiz around out here. Yeah. Out here needs stuff. There's one in there. You can have a wee go at it afterwards. Very over my house for me. Yeah. Oh, 400 quid, aren't you? You should have got it on Black Friday deals. Black Friday goes on for about a month, though. Well, they yeah. go on now. No, yeah. So... Yeah, but I, I mop the floors. I love mopping and that because I live alone. So it's very, my house is really clean. Like it's, you know, it's a bit too clean. You kind of go, oh, he mustn't have any friends. Yeah, <laughs> that, but then, kind of, that kind of clean. Like, yeah. He's always inside. You're all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like the thing is, when my friends from Cork, because my friends are scattered all over the island and they're in England as well. Like so, obviously they're all most most of them are all married with kids. So it's very hard to actually meet up. You know, so the people that I tend to meet when I'm off, like on a Monday or Tuesday, like you know. And I want to have a coffee with somebody. I go for a coffee with Jade from the Empire because she's mm-hmm. got kids and she, the kids are in daycare or school or whatever. So she gets a bit of free time and meet up with her or it's other comics. Yeah. But I was like, so it's like, it's literally just me and Aaron because me and Aaron are both exactly the same, mm-hmm. except I'm just a few years older than him. He's yeah. had a vasectomy at 25. He doesn't want kids. I've got no kids. He's yeah, he just doesn't like, drink. Doesn't drink. Yeah, I, don't yeah. get me wrong. I like my pints, but it's very, it's a very controlled environment for alcohol for me because I've, I know I have that gene in me. Mm-hmm. the addiction gene so like I have four pints then I have to drive home like. so like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, in, in, you know but my point is is like so I'll drink on Friday night and Saturday night in Dubai because my friends are there who live out there and then I'll have a couple of days off it and I'll go to try and go to the World Cup on the Monday I've checked the flights and all that I've no ticket I might just fly in have a look sort so the, the stadiums out. are half empty fuck's sake no, last true. sixteen will be busier, I think. Mm. But the stadiums are half empty in Russia as well. A lot of the games, like yeah. so, it's it's not it's not a, a Qatar thing. It's a ticketing allocation issue. And it's, hey, do you know how expensive it is? Like twelve quid a pint out there, like unreal. Aye, I, but they're but they're not. You can't only corporate. Only people with corporate tickets can buy the drinks. You can't you can't drink out there. You can drink in hotels. Only ones that aren't street facing. Unreal. You've got windows Jesus in the hotel that face the main street. Yeah, know. because if they can see in, if, if people walk oh, down no, the street. Oh, no, all the bars in the hotels are hidden away. Because if you go to yeah. buy all the hotel bars in the divide, they're all like downstairs yeah. or up the top. Yeah. You won't be able to see. You can't look in and see someone. They, I don't remember, want to, you just, they don't want people to see you drinking. I was in a, I was in Bahrain. I was doing a show in Bahrain. And afterwards, we were in this bar. And a lot of Saudi Arabians come over to Bahrain for the weekend to drink. Like, that's what they do. They drive over. And I was in Bahrain. And I swear to God. I saw a guy in full Arabic gear, you know, the white thing, everything he had, and he was standing in a bar in Bahrain, drinking a pint of Guinness and smoking a fag. <laughs> and I said to another comedian, I said, I want to take a picture of him. Yeah. The guy who was promoting the gig came over and he went, if you take a picture of him and he finds out and you post that online, you will be in prison. Yeah, yeah. And he Unreal. said, do not take a picture of him. Do you know what it's like? like in the Handmaid's I, I, Tale? Like he put his hand on my shoulder and going, you do not, you ignore that. Have you seen the Handmaid's Tale? Jeez. Because no. it's obviously like this, like, like what's the opposite word to you? Like dysphoria? Like it's obviously this like sh- awful future where people, like, you know, women are forced, to, like they're like raped to have kids, kids for these rich families here in Fairtown and whatever. It's crazy, controlled, bizarre. Women are second class citizens. They're just baby making machines. But, Everyone lives by, like, there's no alcohol, there's no fun. Everyone walks in straight lines down the road. Everyone wears colour-coded clothes to show which part of society they belong in. It's so fucking crazy. But there's just, like, one building that everyone goes to and the guys just, like, hire strippers and get fucked up and take drugs and everything goes. What's this called again? I know, you know, <laughs> but it's, like, this... It's called, like, 
I don't know, wacky Sally's or sexy Sally's or something. This building's called that, or like Dirty Susan's. I don't know, but it's just like the whole place is so controlled. But they have this one building where everyone just goes and loses their shit. And I was like, that's what that's like. It's like they're like skipping across yeah. a border or going somewhere where they won't get caught, just boozing up. And yeah. well, it's like well, obviously everyone wants to. So why not just let? It's literally Lurgan, isn't it? The map of the North. I've yeah. never been to Lurgan. You're here. You drove through it to get here. Well, you're is this Lurgan? This is Craig Avon. Well, I've never been to Lurgan. Driving through to a different story. Yeah, you'd have came off at Lurgan and followed the yeah, but the road out. I've not been into Lurgan. You wouldn't need them. I mean, why? I mean, why would yeah. you? would have no need unless to. you need a Chinese or a haircut. Yeah. Or a taxi. There's no point in going near Lurgan. Really? Yeah. That's all there is. Just three. Good to know. There's no threes. point in going near a lot of places up here, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> it's really. just Chinese haircuts. Sorry, every time I go to Ballymena, how many flags do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did a gig in Ballymena next weekend in the front page bar. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's run by Paddy McGehee. It's Paddy's a lovely fella. Yeah. See, this room is three times the size of it's the a, venue. packed out. Yeah. Fair play. With 20 people. Go it's like it. an old yeah. living room. It's 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 it's, it's, fu- it's bananas. Remember it's you fun. did it? Yeah. I haven't done it yet. I'd love to do it. She oh, did it about, done it yet? You did it about three years ago. I did it pre-pandemic and it was like my fifth or sixth gig. I was going to say it was one of your first gigs. And I remember being like, and I remember having like two or three gigs on that night and I remember being like, That's right. I'm such a working comedian now <laughs> all over the country. It's all about me yeah. from yeah. here on in. And there was, it was like, there's like a fireplace behind you, like, like, a, like a mantelpiece and there's like the full lights on and it's like yeah. the staff come in and like just get drinks. It's a living room. It's literally somebody's living room. Yeah. In this bar. I'd love to do it. House. Great gig though. Yeah. I might need, you I, need, I, need, I need to tap you up next week for something. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll tell you off camera. You okay. Do those drugs. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> yeah. I just gonna say too, do you mean like what do you call that drug people take and they go on this fucking trip and they go off on like man. No. Do you people go <laughs> off on like no? these? No, they go on like retreats and they take this like musk uh musk mushrooms. Musk or mus It's a funny name of guy, it's like a Japanese. Ayahuasca. Name. Ayahuasca. Did you ever hear that? No. And people people pay to go on these retreats. They're like they're legal. And they're maybe away for like a week and they take this and they have like these big life affirming experiences where they like hallucinate and like they, they like meet their fucking maker or they they like, you know, confront their demons and then they come through at the other end. It's like therapy. They're, yeah. they're on drugs the whole time. People are like naked and that. It's, you, you know I think I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. I've heard something around that. And you pay for it and you get yeah. minded and all that. Like you're not going to yeah. die or anything. I think there's... I think there's you get locked in a room or something, don't you? Or you yeah, get so you can't Yeah, there's murder security or, or there's something and you just... Everyone's just going bananas and this... But people come Hotel through room. it. Do you know why people come out of Big Brother? They're like, well, that was an experience. It's exactly the oh, right. same. It's like that. It's like, yeah, it's like they feel it's like... different they, tasks. Yeah. They've had to do shopping. <laughs> they've had to do their groceries. They've had the budget on 40 quid a week between yeah. 15 of them. They've <laughs> had an it. argument with a nun on a skateboard. Yeah, that's class. Love that. People do that, but I think that's like a form of therapy. I think people say like they go do that and yeah, then they come It their brain or something, does it? Or yeah. Tidy I, think they, or I think they access memories they, could, they couldn't... Rem- like they can't access normally and then they like figure away they have the... The yeah, they like they relive these actual demonic moments of their lives and stuff. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it if I was you. Just yeah. take two parts in one and go to bed. Oh, no, 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 I, no. You know, my problem is I'd get addicted to it. Would you? One go. No. I mean, I could, like I smoked dope a couple of times whenever I was like at uni and all, and I that is not for me. I See that feeling of up. complete. I am such a granny. I smoked weed for the first time in June. Yeah, for my birthday. Well, you were saying Amsterdam? No, New York. New York. Oh, aye. And it was the best crack ever. Like, <laughs> did you not feel sick? Oh, I loved it. Did you? I've not done it since, but I just I said, forty years of age, I want to tick one thing. I said I want to do a drug. So we got weed. It's legal over there. Is it? I, and I, it's New York legal. So. Yeah. So I said, go into the shop. You buy it. He said, I, he goes, what do you want? He goes, what do you want? What do you want, man? I goes, I want to be chilled and I want to be giggly. He goes, you take this one, like $20. So I'm like, nice one. Two tickets to Larry. So I took five <laughs> puffs off it. And oh my good geez, I waited about 20 minutes. Well, I could have married anyone. I was so, I was just like, this life is great, lad. I Rosaries. bet you they cannot wait to see people coming to buy that off him. Yeah. Because they're like, what type of experience do you want? We've got 40 different types here and all fucking same shit just broke with a different box. Yeah. Oh, you want to be giggly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your giggly one. Yeah. This is your giggly joke. Off you go. Giggle. Oh, man, absolutely loved it. Like, yeah. And I said, right, I've done it and I've never done it since and I've no craving for it or no interest in doing so it So you again. don't have a, an addiction, an addictive personality then? I you do, don't. but like with that, it was that really... But how could you control it, like, that? Because 
to me, drugs is forbidden. So alcohol isn't forbidden. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. It's a different mindset, you know. Yeah, I uh, I think I wrote my best ever joke the other day. What was it? What's black and blue and smells like your neighbor's letterbox? Your dad's dick. <laughs> <laughs> you made the connection from what we were talking about <laughs> I ain't got a desk case uh, <laughs> Courtney on the North great, podcast have a great Christmas anyway the best of luck to you I've got the physio now and I'll see a therapist after this <laughs> yeah just for that joke thanks for having me guys Cork in the North podcast Andrew Ryan um, doing it already he's on fucking everything and anything fucking just to be honest with you like, turn the TV on she's on about that. yeah I'm to bring Stephen Nolan about that yeah. how about me yeah I rang in to counteract because it pays our mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I was the the four, you were the against. Yeah. I rang in we just after. We should do that you. as a laugh, you know, like, That'd be good, go on, like, BBC question time. And I said, Sean, you go on that side of it. And we'll just start going. And then at the end of it, we'll just hug it out in front of everyone. Like, yeah. The things, they, like, the amount of times I've been rang going, we're doing a, a debate tomorrow on whether or not women should wear heels in the workplace. Can you come on before? And I was like, do you think I have nothing to do with my life other than go on the radio and talk to you about shit? Yeah, that's what Also, know. wear heels if you want. None of, our, none of my business what a woman does yeah and then all you hear is and now we go to <laughs> don't leave me again you know who you are uh, thanks very much guys yeah Cork of the North podcast with um, Aaron Butler three times a month seven times seven times on his own no seven episodes all together four episodes a month for free and three patrons there you go remember when with you and Andrew Ryan Comedy love you loads Have Andrew Ryan Comedy and myself and Diona we have how many tickets have we left for our show about 12 uh, not many I yeah. If you're going uh, to see Home Alone, gmh.co.uk, there's availability for Boxing Day and New Year's Eve, and the rest of the, sh- the other 30 shows are just single seats left. Right. I, I don't like directing people to gmh.co.uk because they could go on and be distracted and then fucking Book of Mormon. So you go Home Alone, gmh.co.uk, big tickets on that. Uh, Cork and the North podcast. Ciao, bella. About. <laughs>